Space, the final frontier. This is the Observer's Notebook, the official podcast of the Association of Lunar and Planetary Observers. It's mission to explore the solar system, to seek out new observations and data, to boldly go where no podcast has gone before. And now the host of the Observer's Notebook, Tim Robertson. Hello and welcome to the Observer's Notebook, the official podcast for the Association of Lunar and Planetary Observers. I'm Tim Robertson, your host of the podcast and also the coordinator of the training program within the ALPO. The Association of Lunar and Planetary Observers is an international organization devoted to the study of the sun, moon, planets, asteroids, meteors, and comets. Our goals are to stimulate, coordinate, and generally promote the study of these bodies using methods and instruments that are available within the communities of both amateur and professional astronomers. The Association of Lunar and Planetary Observers collects and analyzes observations of various solar system bodies and associated phenomenon, and publishes those in, with detailed reports in the quarterly publication, the Journal of the Association of Lunar and Planetary Observers, otherwise known as the Strolling Astronomer. This podcast depends upon donations from you, our listeners, to keep it alive. If you enjoy what you hear on the Observer's Notebook, you can donate it to it via Patreon by giving as little as $1 a month. If you feel even more generous, for $5 you receive early access to the podcast before it goes public. For a monthly donation of $10, you receive a copy of the Novice Observer's Handbook. And for $35 a month, you will receive producer credits on the podcast. You can help us out by going to www.patreon.com slash observersnotebook. A reminder, the Association of Lunar and Planetary Observers maintains many individual observing sections and programs devoted to the study of various solar system bodies and phenomenon. Each is managed by one or more coordinators that collect and study the submitted observations. If you would like to join the ALPO, you can for as little as $14 a year. For more information, you can visit us on the internet at www.alpo-astronomy.org. And now, The Observer's Notebook. All right, I'd like to welcome everybody back to the Observer's Notebook podcast. We have a return visitor to the podcast today, uh, Richard Schmoody. He's now the new executive director of the ALPL. Welcome back, Richard. Thank you, Tim. Why don't you just give everybody a little bit of two-minute introduction to yourself in case they don't know you. Okay. Um, well, I uh, got my undergraduate degrees in chemistry and physics from Texas A&M, and then later I received a Ph.D., in physical chemistry from from Texas A&M University in College Station, Texas. And since 1994, I have been teaching various courses at Gordon College, now Gordon State College, here in Barnesville, Georgia. Okay, great. How about those Bulldogs? (laughs) Oh, well. I know, almost. 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 Good game, good game. Oh, yeah. So we're going to talk today, since you are the new executive director of the ALPO, um, this topic is basically the ALPO for 2018 and beyond. You uh, you authored a, a small article in the um, last edition of the journal of the ALPO called Your Vision for the ALPO. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Okay. Um, well, the vision I have is um, I would like to see or have a website website 
where observers can download their images. Um, for example, of Mars and Jupiter, um, um, we, I received a lot of images. And it would be really great if we can just have the observers put their images on a website, particularly one which is organized by day. In other words, all images taken on March 4th. Okay. Right here. Images taken on March 5th. There's another place for them. Um, 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 and that would really help things out. Um, what is happening today is uh, to get useful data, you really need to analyze really hundreds of images. I've done this for Jupiter, and I have done this for my Mars studies. Um, so again, it's not just analyzing five or ten images. Um, right. Those days are gone. I mean, we're talking about hundreds now. No, the and, current process is observers submit their observations directly to the uh, section coordinator, right? Yes, but like I said, you know, if it's just 30 or 40 images per year, that's one thing, but we don't have that anymore. We have hundreds, if not thousands, of images now coming in. And that is a, it's really great. I encourage people to image. Um, but at the same time, it is a little bit, you know, I mean, the ALPO Japan latest website, observers download their own images. And they'll typically get, I think, 10,000 images a year. Now, that website, um, it's called ALPO Japan. But is yes. it affiliated with our organization? Yes and no. Um, um, I would say no because that's really a separate group, although I, I like to see it as an international type of website, and I have certainly, I've used it extensively. Mm -hmm. So you're looking for something like that that is ALPO-based? Yes. Okay. That's, that's, a, that's a huge, huge um, server to store a lot of data on. Yes, yes. Uh, um, um, and again, my expertise in that area is not high. I know we are updating or upgrading our own website as we speak. Right. Um, we're, we're trying to right now. So right. we'll just have to see how things pan out there. But I, I think that uh, we've got a good team and uh, with a vision for the future. Great. <clears throat> and, okay, that's, that's one of your goals. You'd like to have a depository controlled by the ALPO for all the... Now, would that would that include uh, drawings as well? Yes. Yes. We still want drawings. Okay, so any drawings, people would scan them and just upload them directly to the site? Yes. Okay. Okay, that's good. Um, what are we doing to work toward this goal? Do we have a plan in place? or? Well, right now, they are... Uh, as we speak, we are uh, in the process of... Uh, looking at our server and perhaps upgrading the website. I, I don't know the details. I know I just casted the vote today um, with regards to uh, allocating some resources towards um, the website and, and perhaps upgrading the site. Oh, fantastic. Okay. So along with that then would be, I believe your second goal was to encourage observers to extract more data from the images. 
Yes, um, this is uh, there's uh, there's two big areas that observers can can assist on. One of them is easy. One of them is hard. The easy one is is to extract what's called polarization data. And all you do there is you put, you know, you get your telescope and your camera, whatever, all set up just like you normally do. Use your filters. Just put a polarizer or a polarizing screen in front of the telescope. And you need to align the polarization, the polarizer so that it is exactly perpendicular to the plane of the solar system. Okay. Take a picture and then rotate it 90 degrees. Take another image, and you can actually compare the brightness of, say, oh, the south polar hood. Okay. Parallel, perpendicular, and you can get polarization measurements. I've actually published some photometry polarization measurements of Mars back, um, I think it was like the 2001 through 2005 apparitions, maybe even 2007. So I've already got data in the strolling astronomer on that. There has been a very well-known French astronomer who just passed away a few years ago. He collected thousands of visual polarimetric measurements. And again, he did that visually with his eye. But, you know, with the CCD camera, you can get, you know, you can improve on your accuracy greatly. Right. And the Japanese have done some really good polarization measurements. And I believe some of the spacecraft have done it, too. And I believe the Russians have done some polarization measurements, too. Interesting. So that's easy. The hard one is getting brightness data from your images. That is hard because there is some tricky math involved. Um, however, it is not beyond the ability of some of our observers. I mean, we have very intelligent people in our organization, doctors, attorneys, mm -hmm. college professors, um, 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 and, and, and there would be a bit of math. Um, you'd have to get uh, a couple of very important angles, the emission angle, and I believe the angle of incidence, and that uh, I believe you fit your data to, to what are called HAPKEY parameters, and you can get a really good photometric model. Um, and, and I see this in the future. I mean, we have some bright, energetic young people who present really good um, science fair projects. And, and this is not beyond their abilities. Hmm. Okay, and that ties hmm. into what you listed as your third goal for the ALPL moving forward. And that is to... Um, kids involved grades 6 through 12 yes use the AL, ALPO yes for uh, uh, I would like to see them use our website for science fair projects okay. in particular I mean they can monitor the great red spot over the last 10 years they can do that right um, um, dust storm on Mars they can do that um, they can measure the rings of Saturn during different years and perhaps look for any sign of the rings not being perfectly circular. Those are all good science fair projects they can do. Measuring the phase of Venus, um, um, you know, with different images. Um, these are all science fair projects that um, our grade, grade 6 through 12 students can use. And, and we can even extend that to Canada and overseas, too. Right. Anywhere Just we have members, right? 
Exactly. I mean, uh, uh, people in Canada can access this, and and um, so I would like to see see that too. Okay. Yeah that that subject is very near and dear to my heart because I'm listed in the journal as the youth program coordinator, but frankly, there hasn't been any activity in that in years because I've tried to get kids involved, and yeah, schools are interested for a short term. Yeah. You know, for a semester or for a unit that they might be working on in class. Right. And we know with the average age of our membership at the organization, I mean, we, we are in the middle <laughs> our ages. I mean, we might be some of the youngest people in the organization. So it's, yeah. it, it's, it's tough to get, you know, I don't, I don't want to generalize, but the kids today, they want immediate gratification of things that they do. They're attached to their phones and things like that. If there was a way, like, the website could be accessed... Um, and use like w- with an app, something yes, like that. I mean, I'd like to see an app. That would be the ideal thing. I mean, that way you have it. You have the ALPO website with all of the data in your hand. At all exactly, times. exactly. That would this, be great. This is what I would like to see. I don't know. I mean, I I don't know how to write apps, but nope. there are people who do know how. I'm sure we have people listening to this podcast that would be chomping at the bit to help us out. So if you're out there, contact us and we will Please. definitely, yes. definitely use you. <laughs> yes. That's great. Um, a question for being the executive director, how does the ALPO elect an executive director? Okay. What we do is we have a board. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe we have seven members on the board, and what happens is we take turns being executive director. Now, there's a couple of exceptions. Uh, for example, we have uh, a membership secretary. That is a job in and of itself. That's so will, he, yes. Yeah, he will not be executive director, so it just skips over. And we go in alphabetical order, so uh, oh. my name, last name starts with an S. I'm sort of towards the end, and then probably... We'll start again with Julius Benton. He'll become the next executive director um, in 2019. Okay. I see. So it's a two-year term. It's a two-year term, yes. Okay. So are there any other goals that you would like to see? I mean, growing uh, the membership and things like that? Oh, I'd love to see the membership grow. Um, but the, I think the uh, the online presence is very important. And then giving observers the opportunity to upload their images on the website I would really like to see that because as this website grows, that's how we can um, 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 tie in with science fair projects. And it's it's going to take time, but I, I do feel optimistic. I think there will be a revival of membership, and um, but we just need to have things in place, um, and then we go from there. I agree. I agree. And is there anything else you'd like to share? Um. Well, 2018 is the year for Mars. It's, um, it's true. Yeah, July, August. And one thing you want to do when you look at Mars, although a lot of attention is going to be focused on the South Polar Cap and whatnot, one of the things that really fascinated me when I first started observing Mars was the North Polar Hood. Mm-hmm. It's going to be at the bottom in most images because telescopes invert images in, in the Northern Hemisphere or both hemispheres, but in the northern hemisphere, north is at the bottom. Look at that. That's going to be a very interesting feature, and it will change from day to day. And so, yeah, focus on Mars, particularly 
the North Polar Hood. I think that's a very interesting area on Mars. Yeah, Roger. I spoke to Roger Venable back when we were back in uh, Athens, Georgia, for the conference, and yes. I recorded a podcast with him on because he is the Mars recorder for the Mars yes. section. And so we talked for I think forty-five minutes, and that podcast was just released at the beginning of this year too. So it's yep. out there. People are interested in, in learning in depth what Mars yes. is going to be like in 2018, one of the best times to look. And I'm looking at images that are coming in now. I mean, Damien Peach is posting images, and it's like four and a half art seconds across. And I'm like, yes, this guy's amazing. Yes, there's been some good images. I think Clyde Foster's done yes. a very good job over in South Africa. And there are others, too. I mean, so it's going to be really good. And I would look for some good images down under in Australia, too. Australia, South Africa, they're going to get a really good view of Mars because they're in the southern hemisphere. Hmm. And true. so Mars will rise high in the sky in those for those two countries. That's great. Well, Richard, I want to wish you luck as Executive Director of the ALPO for the next two years. I hope all your goals are attained. How can people get a hold of you? Um, well, my email address is in the Strolling Astronomer, and it should be on the website. And I will la and so add it as a link on this as well. It would be great, yes. Okay. Um, so anyway, there you have it. All right. Well, Richard, thank you very much for coming on the podcast again. You're welcome, Tim. Have a great day. All right. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the Observer's Notebook podcast. I really want to thank the new executive director of the ALPO, Richard Schmoody, for coming on and giving us his plans for the next couple of years. Thanks a lot, Richard. We upload a new episode of the Observer's Notebook every few weeks. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. Please do so. And if you do, please rate and review us. I really appreciate it. It brings more people our way to listen to this podcast. You can listen to us on SoundCloud. The link is in the show notes. And we're also available anywhere. You, have, you can download podcasts for any kind of phone. iPhones, Google phones, any kind of phone. You can help support the podcast by donating to it via Patreon. You can give as little as a dollar a month. If you feel really generous, you can give $35 a month where you receive one year's membership to the ALPO and producer credits on the podcast. It takes time and money to produce this podcast, and we need all, this, all the support we can get. And with that, I want to thank the producer of this podcast, Steve Seidentop, for his continued generous support. Thank you very much, Steve. The link for Patreon, as well as the link for the ALPO, is in the show notes. You can contact me via email at cometman at cometman.net or on Twitter at at ObserversNBPod. If you'd like to join the ALPO, membership begins at only $14 a year. You can find out more at www.alpo-astronomy.org. And we're also on the Facebook that little search box up on top, just type in ALPO Astronomy and you'll find the organization. And if you want to find the Facebook page for this podcast, just type in Observer's Notebook and you'll, it'll take you right to us. Again, the ALPO is an international organization devoted to the study of the sun, moon, planets, asteroids, meteors, and comets. Our goals are to stimulate, coordinate, and generally promote the study of these bodies using methods and instruments that are available within the communities of both amateur and professional astronomers. And until next time, my hope is you always have clear and steady skies. Thanks for listening.